Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Before we begin today's episode, I'm going to spend a few seconds telling you about our Patreon, where you can support the show. It's patreon.com slash a new winter, and you get exclusive podcast episodes, and you can donate even a dollar if you want, but everything you give will help me be able to spend more time working on the show. Patreon.com slash a new winter. If you don't have the money and want to help, then great. Please rate and review the podcast, because that really does make a huge difference. Thank you. Winter Culture. Hi guys, welcome to a new winter, Cults and Culture, and here with me today is Daniel. Hi Dan. Hello, hello, and I'm really excited about today's episode because I love talking about lists that round up a whole fucking year. Mmm, an end of a year listicle, much like a testicle, but in a numbered form. Um, One that you can lick. <laughs> well, yes. And uh, yeah, so today we're going to be going through our albums of 2019. Again, to clarify, this is not uh, based on individual songs. This is based on the albums, the albums. So you listened to our albums of um, the 2010s. And yeah, this is our albums of 2019. And Dan, when I think about it, none of these albums were on my <laughs> List of the albums of the 2010s, which is probably saying something a lot for 2019. Same here, same here. I don't think it was a red letter year by any means. Um, And we were just discussing before the show started, weren't we, that I've got a sort of top uh, 15 that I've made a Spotify playlist of, and we're just going to do the top five today. Um, But I really struggled, even within those 15, to sort of rank them anywhere. They were all sort of good but nothing really kind of stood out as like a a real kind of like punchy galvanizing album for the for the whole year yeah and um yeah dan has kind of left his as a, a top 5 but not specifically ranked i have actually ranked them from number 5 to number 1 because um i spent time doing it so i'm going to do it um <laughs> so let's get let's get straight into it dan i'm going to listen to your first track um, which is Surf's Up. And who's this by? This is the album Surf's Up uh, by Fat White Family. 
And the track that you're listening to is... Uh, I've forgotten. <laughs> I believe in something better. Enjoy. that fat white family um yeah i did listen to this album a bit actually oh, yeah. um as i've recognized the cover i didn't actually realize it's called surf's up um and yeah it didn't really strike a massive chord with me but yeah listening to that song i was like yeah i quite like that actually it's a good one that one yeah it's got a bit of like a 80s early synth pop vibe initially mm-hmm. i think something about the um, way it's been produced um, but the whole album, it's got a lot of different styles and tones and textures and everything. Um, but I think I think it's their best album yet. I've kind of followed the band since the beginning. Um, and like the other albums have a sort of like bit of a ramshackle, dangerous kind of quality to them. Um, yeah. This is a bit more bit more rounded and actually a little bit more professional maybe. Um, okay. But I think it's to their benefit and they've actually yeah really done themselves proud on this album. Yeah, I mean, it still sounds like experimental. Yeah, um, but it's still entertaining, which I think is always a good, good, interesting balance to have. I recommend um, you go back yeah. and give it another listen. Another few key tracks that you would might like were um, "Feet," uh, mm-hmm. "Kim's Sunsets," mm-hmm. um, and "Tastes Good with the Money." Okay, yeah, I think you'd like it. Yeah, I could give it another listen. It's not going to make my albums of 2019, though, unfortunately, now. Ah, oh, it's just too late. Too late. It's too blooming late. Um, okay, Dan, well, yeah, listen to my... I think start at my number five, and this is Twilight Sad, um, and their album, It Won't Be Like This All The Time. And this is the first track off the album, which is 10 Good Reasons For Modern Drugs. <laughs> show didn't we a few months ago where you played some twilight sad and mm. i did think at the time oh they've got a new album out and i should check it out yeah um, and i neglected to do that so it's a nice reminder that this exists yeah um, it's um a little bit different from 
like uh, I can't remember what the title of that album was. Um, but it, this one feels a bit more bolder, a bit mm-hmm. more. Um, they've kind of gone a bit not rockier, but like a bit harder, basically. Um, and for me, um, as much as I've enjoyed it, it's kind of like lost that um, tenderness almost that I quite mm. enjoyed about it. Um, so instead of it being like, you know, I'm a bit broken, but, you know, I'm kind of, it's always kind of empowering, kind of uplifting, yet sad kind of music. Mm. This is just, this has kind of gone weirdly the other way where it's just more like big empowering music and the lyrics feel a little bit broken, but it's not, it feels more like confident. And I don't know, there's just something in this about it that I'm just like, yes. Yeah, doesn't you know what I mean it doesn't feel it's not quite hitting me deep enough the vocal <laughs> like the was quite like a it's like a plaintive vocal there's a mm. um emotional weight to it but the, yeah. the, the synths and and the some of the kind of like almost like like harsh digital kind of noise in mm. there um it was I thought that was quite interesting having those yeah, two I mean, juxtaposed yeah, it's a much bigger sound, um, generally speaking, across the whole album, um, I've found anyway. But, it made uh, me... yeah, Sorry, it's definitely on. worth listening. No, de- I'm just saying it's definitely worth um, having a listen to. But, yeah, I prefer yeah. the other one. It kind of it makes me think of like a modern take on Depeche Mode. Um, like when you think about their mid-80s stuff where they were starting to introduce, you know, some like harder industrial sounds into this like synth work they were doing. Yeah, with these like really overly emoting kind of like sentimental vocals and lyrics. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if that's what they're going for, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a lot harsher. It's the you know when you listen to the synths from the previous stuff, it's not as harsh as this. Uh, but it's, you know whatever they're mixing it up, trying something new, or whatever. Great, cool. Made me think of Shushu a little bit as well. Who. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they XIU, XIU. Yeah, they <laughs> delivered their uh, um, probably like harshest album so far last year. It's not, it's not in my top five. It was in my top fifteen. Right, I don't think I've heard it actually. It's I've really huge. It's harrowing. Yeah. It's absolutely harrowing. Right. Really, really grueling, <laughs> grating right. grind. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delicious. Right, um, should we move on to the next one? I'm Let's going to listen to, um, I've got to find it, I'm going to listen to your one, which is uh, Trust in the Life Force of the Deep Mystery. Um, by. Which is by. The Comet oh, is Coming. Comet is Coming. And I can't remember what song I've selected. Uh, you've selected Super Zodiac. Um, I think I've heard this already, actually, but I'm going to give it, let's give it another listen. Excellent.
to that. So I've actually listened to this album uh, before quite recently um, whilst doing research for uh, this podcast, looking at what else was coming out. Um, and yeah, I did like it. I was like, this is kind of right up my street, but there was some, it didn't quite make it into any kind of list. Um, I think every, every kind of song on there, there's something that I'm not like a hundred percent with. Like it, it goes from like, Oh, this is really cool. And then it would do something and I'll be like, yeah, I didn't want, I didn't want it to do that. Um, <laughs> But um, I just like how fucking weird it is and I like the cover and I have never heard of this album or who it is or anything like that before. But uh, yeah, I'm surprised that you like it so much, actually. Yeah, I'm thinking if I was pushed to pick one album, I would probably put this at number one just because I think with all the other albums that I liked... There, were, there weren't any real, like, new sounds, or there were a lot of albums by bands that I really like, and yeah. it was, like, not as good as something they've done before. Yeah. Whereas this band, actually, yeah, they really excited me in 2019. I actually went and saw them. Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, Mark, basically, yeah, um, was like, I'm going to get tickets to see this thing, and I think you might like it. So it's quite cool, because um, I didn't bother to listen to any of their stuff before. Winning Fresh. Yeah, and it was a really good show really cool because yeah, they got one guy on the keyboards actually. and they got this really amazing drummer um and then this guy just playing saxophone it was really like bubbling sweaty kind of like show mm. um but i've been getting more and more you know over the last few years into like jazz fusion stuff mm-hmm. um and this feels like it you know sits in there pretty pretty neatly but i like all the kind of like more modern modern synth work and um yeah the drum stuff's brilliant yeah what he's doing is really incredible and yeah you can't appreciate actually how skilled he is until you're uh seeing them play live yeah i can i can see that um yeah it's a good shout it's it definitely like really caught my ear i should say not my eye um when i heard it but yeah i didn't think this would be your kind of thing but yeah it's interesting it'd be your number one yeah, just that's. I got in like a couple of years ago. You know, I started listening to a little bit of bit of jazz and some, uh, you know, like Afro beat stuff. Mm. Um, and from there, I just got more and more into like the fusion sounds, and yeah, yeah. it's become like a quite a big part of my listening tastes over the last mm. couple of years. Nice. Okay, well let's um, let's move on. This is my this is my number four, which is the Fontaines DC Irish band. And the album's called Doggerel, I think is how you say it. And the song's called Roy's Tune. Enjoy. Gone. That's uh, Roy's tune, and that's from the perspective of the character Roy, 
from Coronation Street <laughs> talking about his relationship with his transsexual wife. Mm. No, he just, um, it's not about, he doesn't play the character. This is just his, it was his favourite song when he was hanging out with the band. And they were <laughs> like, uh, they were like, should we put on Roy's tune? Is he still alive, <laughs> that guy? Fucking hell. Hey, um, love. Hey, love. Uh, so yeah, it's what, not what about think? Roy Walker then either. It's not about Roy Walker looking back on his career after he was axed as the <laughs> host of Catchphrase. <laughs> no, it's about... Um... <laughs> I'm trying to think. Who was that guy? Who was that? Oh, it's not even Roy. It's something like, oh my God, that comic character that played football. Roy the Rovers. Roy the Rovers. Thank you. Oh my God, that's going to drive me mad. <laughs> yeah, it's his team. He just likes it. This is what he plays to gear himself up for the for a match. Have a little, you know, have a little cry, and then go go onto the pitch and score, score a few goals. Yeah, um, I can see it. It's an inspiring tune. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, what did you what do you think? I liked it, but it was a bit uh, bland for me. Right, so and a bit too sappy. Is it right? And I get that. Um, and. It's a weird one. So these guys supported Idols a year ago, two years ago, or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, that's how I kind of came across them. And they've got, I really like, yeah, it's very, kind of like what we were saying about um, the, the Wombats in a previous um, episode. It's very clean. It's um, It sounds like it's already slightly dated. Um but for some reason, uh, I keep coming back to it. And this tune in particular, the first time I heard it, I was like, you know, whatever. And then I just found myself, it just kept going around my head for ages. And then I kept coming back to it. I just need to, you know, it's like, you've got like an earworm, you know, I just need to hear it one more time. And yeah, it just, it it just weirdly like stuck with me, like to a point where I was like, I was listening to it like three or four times a day. And yeah, it's not a particularly, it's not really got a hook. It's quite slow. It's quite nice. Um, very unobtrusive. Unobtrusive, yes. But mm. yeah, and um, but yeah, I just really liked how like quaint and small and like I think as well. Part of it is like lyrically where he's talking about the fact that he's just got this like shitty little job or whatever in this kind of small town, you know, like working class kind of life or whatever. Mm. Um, it kind of adds to this like weird sweetness, but yeah, just the way he kind of sings it um, as well. And with all the songs as well, there's a couple of them, which are a bit poppy maybe for my taste. Um, But generally speaking, it's just got a certain unique sound to it, which I just really enjoy. And I think the fact that they're like young as well, if that makes sense. So it feels like there's an almost a naivety to it. Um, Hmm, it's like a nice little folk tune sort of yeah. about one character's life. Yeah, I mean, they're not always, um, you know, they're not all quite like that. There's a few that's a bit more like, you know, rocky or whatever. This is one of the more softer ones. Um, yeah, but it's I wouldn't even say it's the best track on the album, but for some reason it's the one I always uh, come back to. Um, Just resonated with you. Yeah, it's really weird. Back to you on a molecular level. Yeah, I think it's, you know, the nice kind of jangly guitars, his kind of, I like the melody and the tone of his voice. And I think it doesn't quite, feels like it doesn't quite sit 100%. 
um, maybe. And I think that's why I kind of keep getting drawn to it. Well, an observation, uh, both of your two songs so far have featured men with regional accents. Mm-hmm. It does, I, that, honestly, that does do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because as well, like hearing... Yeah, right, so it's a shit example, but when like Biffy Clyro, um, they kind of hop from like American kind of sounding vocals to Scottish, depending on how they want to sound or whatever. Yeah. And I do, like, I'm guilty of it myself, but um, when it's like people get sucked into like singing like an American or whatever, mm. and I think when it's like you're hearing them sing and they're like, yeah, with their accents, that just makes it sound a lot more interesting because already you're sounding different from what how everyone else is sounding. What if you don't have an accent, though? Oh, you're fucked, aren't you? <laughs> but then you do stuff like you, you know, I don't know, like there's things like, pff, I'll get another lame example, like Libertines or whatever, but it's like, well, it's all kind of like a, li-, you know, well, that sounds a bit Liverpudlian, but, um, <laughs> you know, a bit like a Cockney yeah. thing. You know, and like even with like idols, it's a bit Cockney, but really it's a little bit like West Country, I think. Yeah. Because um, they're Bristol, right? I think. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah, that. Did yeah. anything? Yeah. Yeah. Spread it. Why not? It reminds me of um, did you ever see Christian Bale win? He won an award for something recently. Um, fucking hell. Oh, it was the Vice thing. What was it called? Vice. And uh, yeah, that's right. And yeah. I think he won a Golden Globe or something. And he he British, got yeah. up, bear in mind he's Welsh as well. And he got up and he was like, oh, fucking hell, can't believe it. I've had it. God, why can you believe it, love? And you know when it's like um, when sometimes you're around like Americans or something like that and you find yourself playing up your, because I think I've got, yeah, like I've obviously got a British accent because I have, but sometimes I find myself going way too much into like Cockney and especially when I'm with other people, somehow it gets turned up a bit. And watch this Christian Bale clip. I swear it's the Golden Globes or something like that. And he's all like, what, fucking hell, and all these, oh, can't believe it, and all that. And it's like, what the fuck is he doing? And it's like, oh, because he's just trying to appear like, I'm British, I'm a cockney person. And any normal British person will watch that and go, what the fuck is he doing? Um, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little bit of it now, Dan. Oh, look at all of us. What a bunch of lucky buggers we are, right? To make a life out of doing something that we love, right? That's extraordinary. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of that for so many years. Um, Thank you to my beautiful wife, who told me less is more. Say less right now. She knows the dumb crap that can come out of my mouth at times. (laughs) I I, I can sink and ruin a perfectly good movie and a so-so career in, in, in one speech. So thank you for that advice, my love. I wouldn't be working without her. And thank you for our beautiful children, Banana and Burrito. You know, they've given me a love and a soul that I never thought possible. Thank you to that geezer over there, Adam. He said, he said, uh, he said I've got to find somebody who can, who can be absolutely charisma-free and reviled by everybody. So he went, that's got to be bail in it, you know. Thank you, and uh, for all the competition, I will be uh, cornering the market on uh, Charisma Free. What do you think? Mitch McConnell next? That could be good, wouldn't it? Um, uh, 
Thank you to uh, Satan for giving me inspiration on how to play this role. Um, I've got to look at this table and say thanks to everybody here. Megan, oh my God, thank you so much. We've made a couple of really brilliant, fine movies. Thank you for being such a, such a film lover. Amy, to Steve, to Sam, all of the other actors on this, to Dee Dee, to Jeremy and Brad, to Waxman and Madeloff, and please, Greg Cannon and Chris Gallagher, the prosthetics and makeup people on this. If they hadn't done their job absolutely brilliantly, I wouldn't be here. No one would give a crap about it at all. I share this with you, gentlemen, and all the crew as well. Thank you so, so very much. Am I missing anything, darling? I feel like I should... Who? Say again? Oh, I can't hear. There's got to be other people I'm missing here as well. I'll say thank you to you all later. Much appreciated. Cheers. Christ almighty. <laughs> well, bugger me. What a beautiful diamond geezer. I know. What's he doing? Doesn't talk like that <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Doesn't so, see, Imagine it's like, you, you know, if he sat down with you at the pub and he started talking like that, you'd be like, what are you doing? Um, is everything okay, Christian? <laughs> don't, don't miss anything, darling. Don't miss anything. You're Christian Bale, mate. <laughs> Don't call me Christian. Don't call me Christian anymore. It's Bale, isn't it? Bale. Fucking Bale. Call, call me he, Bale. He said, he said Bale, isn't it? Oi, get over here, Bale. Exactly. Get in your, get, get in your wheelbarrow. Get them apples, get them apples, pears down market. And get Gold Gobe on the way back, will ya? Near Gold Gobe. Near Gold Gobe. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's so weird. Uh, that's so. Yeah, um, I'll play a little bit of that for the audience. Uh, ugh. Um, okay, I'm going to listen to Face Stabber, uh, which is by the OCs, right? Yeah. And what track have you chosen? Oh, you've chosen Face Stabber. Oh. This song and I liked this album, but I had a real problem with it sonically. Oh yes. Um, it for one thing, it didn't really excite me. It turned into a little bit like uh, white denim in terms of it got a bit too wanky for me. Um, the album or that track? Huh? No, the track the I don't mind, but yeah. the album it's just too much. By the end, I was just like, I'm done. But also, I just found it not very pleasant to listen to, um, just because, and I don't know if it's because of uh, my headphones, maybe, or whatever, but the thud of the drums and all this stuff, it just, everything felt very, like, thud, like a dullness to it. Um, and the guitar was quite bright, but if you listen to that kick, it's like someone, like, kicking a pillow, basically, and it's just like, it makes my head go all, like, funny inside i don't really um i don't really like it so yeah it's a bit weird because i'm just listening to going just like get a bit of high end on there or something on that kick like doesn't 
it's it's just weird. It just I don't really like the drums. Just generally don't. Yeah, they just don't feel crisp or anything like that. And so because he's like hitting it quite hard and fast for most of it, it's just like oh god, it's really like draining me. It's really grinding on my gears. But um, yeah, it's okay. Like it's um, you know another kind of not standard the OCs album actually, but. Um, I just didn't think it was their best, but no, it was all right. Definitely not their best. Mm. Um, and yeah, and a lot of people didn't like the basically like the, the length of this album. It's eighty minutes long, um, and it's a funny mix of like there's a lot of short songs like that one. Mm. Um, and you got a few sort of mid-length ones, but. Yeah, there's these two. There's one one track was 14 minutes and one track was 21 minutes. Um, and you know they've been moving away from that kind of like psychedelic garage towards more over the last few albums, kind of like prog, um, and and a bit of jazz fusion as well. So I feel like that's where this is now. It's more more this kind of like proggy sound. But I liked that there are these shorter songs like this one, Face Stabber. Um, that just kind of like nip in and are a bit weird. But this one I think is like the most intense. I just like this as a kind of like kicks the back door in and shoves a face stabber in your face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I didn't notice the the issues with the drums myself. Yeah. um, I appreciate that they may exist. Yeah, I don't want to ruin the album for you if you listen back to it. <laughs> but yeah, I did have, did have a bit of an issue with it. Um, okay, let's move on to my next one, which is, I don't even know how to say this, Finez, F-E-N-N-E-S said, um, and this is from the album Agora, and this is the track Rainfall. interesting piece of music you've selected for me there um and not the kind of piece of music that i can fully appreciate and enjoy in this uh, rather sterile situation of being sat with my headphones on in my weird uh broadcasting cupboard um so do you know what i'm gonna do for you sam i'm gonna what? download that Give album me money. and put it on my phone <laughs> yep and i'm gonna go and uh have and a lie down in the dark <laughs> and listen to it properly and have the most glorious wank. <laughs> no, uh, I'll, I will have some kind of transcendent experience, but that's I think that's the right environment for enjoying uh, an album like this. Yeah, good. Well, as long as you're not calling me like last time, that was just weird. <laughs> I'm just about, I'm on the cusp. <laughs> I don't need to know. I'm with my children, Dan. <laughs> 
<laughs> God's sake. It's just so good. It's just so good. This this uh, Guns N' Roses album. <laughs> You're on speakerphone. Um, about work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's only four tracks, this album. Uh, but they're about like 11, 12 minutes each. And um, it's a bit of a journey. It's a bit of a, it's one of those things where you're just like, let me just, as you said, like sit back and see where this takes me. Mm. Um, Ambience. Yeah. Textures, soundscapes. Yes, exactly. And I enjoy a bit of that. And this was, uh, I thought this was quite nice. Um, So, yeah, I think it's also uh the problem you get sometimes with like ambient kind of um music is that it does get a bit too samey but with this i feel like it mixes it up at the right points where it keeps it interesting still so you're still kind of actively listening whilst not at the same time what did you find was the perfect time and environment for enjoying this album um it's probably when uh Basically, when I put someone in the boot of my car and um, I'm just trying to keep chill, you know, before <laughs> I get to the forest. Well, so you hang around the car for, what, is it like 45 minutes? Well, no, just... I, don't, I don't hang around the car. I've already got the whole thing set up. I know what I'm doing. I've already, you know, I've been following someone for a while. Um, and, uh, then, okay. you know, and, it's, and it's not a gender thing, you know, it's not... It's not just women or anything like that. I'm not one of those. It's you know, it's men or women. Um, and yeah, why, and then, why do you even make them identify themselves? Well, I do. It's pretty dark, so sometimes I'm not even sure what I'm grabbing. And then it's um, <laughs> got me in trouble a bit in the past. And then yeah, there's a lot of screaming and shouting. You just play this album over the top, and you know everything's just that little bit calmer. It's quite nice. <laughs> and then you play it's it on the way make- back as well. You know, it's good. It would make a nice soundtrack for a Lynch film or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Dark, uh, Lost Highway or something like yeah, that. something similar. But what um, is finesse? I don't know. I think it's literally <laughs> just some, like, 50-year-old French bloke or something. <laughs> um, Brilliant. I think it's all it is. Uh, so, yeah, what's next up on your list, Dan? Um, Let's have a look. Lord. Uh, it looks like we've got Fishing for Fishies. By... King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. There we go. And this is Reels Not Real. Let's have a listen. didn't like this song sorry oh man yeah it was um, did you yeah i didn't really like it thinking (laughs) this is um this is quite this is quite dan it's a very it's very much a a dan band um but yeah it didn't really didn't really do anything for me this track when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, yeah. yeah this, so this is one of two albums that they released in 2019. And we did do a track from uh, their other album, didn't we? On one of the shows, mm. Infest the Rat's Nest. I think you preferred that, maybe. Yeah. Um, I've gone with this one. I s- preferred this album. It's got more um, depth, in my opinion. Although it's very, I mean, it's very poppy and breezy, and it's quite patchy. But there's a handful of songs that I really like, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to the other one, which is you know a bit more. Um, like the the concept there is is that you know the music is this kind of thrash sound, whereas this yeah. one it was a bit harder to discern kind of what the theme or concept was. Um, but it goes through yeah lots of different kind of it starts with like kind of like folky, quite pastoral kind of sounds, and then there's like this sort of narrative of um, man's progress towards its own destruction, and it gets more and more like uh, synthesized until you end up with this big like neo disco banger which i maybe should have played for you instead but there you go yeah too late now that's it they're dead in the water <laughs> yeah exactly Shit. um yeah no okay yeah fair enough um it wasn't scratching my bum itch though so nothing ever will um okay cool let's uh should we move on to yeah what are one? you going to expose me to this is yeah, this is a weird one. Um, this is Jay Som, and the album is Anak Co. Hmm. And the track is Anak Co. And well, have a listen and we'll talk about it afterwards. This game. 
lovely song. Yeah, I really like that. And I will be investigating the rest of the album. It's a very... What I love about this album is every track feels different, mm. which is always a good sign. It, it From the beginning to the end of the track, I'm never really sure where I'm going or what, you know mm. what I mean, or where I've gone. Um, but the, the main plus for, for me is that it's a very um, intelligent use of sounds and yes. the production behind it is great, but it's very subtle and there's little things that happen in the songs where I'm just like, that is an amazing sound and you've used that very wisely and it's only a few seconds and then you're doing something else. And um, I don't know, I don't know what it is about it, but for some reason... Um, this was like an album that just shot right up um, the list and it would actually have probably um, made maybe my top 10. It's weird because this is between the, this is number two and mm. it was at number one for a while. Um, and then it dropped to number two only because the one that I picked at number one Um I've been listening to more. It's a bit more easier to listen to, if that makes sense. Okay. It's not quite as like arty, let's say, okay. um, as this. But as I'm as I'm listening to it again, thinking I'm just like, man, maybe I made a mistake and this was number one <laughs> <laughs> because it's just much more interesting album. Um, and I think longevity. It's a bit more maybe inspirational. Um, but well, yeah. You've put your money where your mouth is now and you've made your decision. So yeah. that's it. When you get to the pearly gates, you're only allowed to bring in your uh, best album of every, every year for the rest of eternity. So that's it. You won't be able to listen to this. Fuck. Oh, well. I'll, I'll um, live. I won't. I'll be dead. So. Um, yeah, I agree with everything that you, you said uh, there. It was, it was really, for under four minute track, it's very compact. There was quite a lot going on, wasn't there? And. Um, mm. When it started, I wasn't really sure where it was going. Mm. Um, that nice vocal came in and, yeah, it kind of went on a little little journey for three and a half minutes. Yeah. It, it feels like there's some tracks which I just feel like are going to just go full pop any second. Mm. And it doesn't. And it's really mm. surreal. Um, but, yeah, I would highly, 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 highly recommend people checking out this album and seeing what they think. And what is... An Anak Co. I have no idea. This is, uh, JSOM is a um, LA-based DIY and bedroom pop singer. Um, yeah, so yeah, she's got, she's the daughter of Filipino immigrants. And yeah, it's just her, basically. And part of that whole bit, I suppose, bit Ariel Pink then, isn't it? Really like bedroom pop, dream pop, mm. um, and etc. But uh, yeah, she's only 25 as well. Um, wow. Yeah, really good. Yeah, really like that. Mm. Cool. All right, well, let's listen to your... This is your final one then, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. It must be... Um, leaving that means it must be... Meaning. Leaving Meaning by Swans. Uh, Swansy Ones. Um, I did listen to this album, actually, uh, because of your love of swans. Um, but yeah, let's have a listen. <laughs>
And um, so, yeah, I did actually listen to this album um, and it's a lot of a not much slower pace mm. than previous iterations. Um, yeah, I did quite like this song. I felt like, do you ever remember I was going to do that They Rode West oh, yes. thing? Um, it was kind of in this vein or that was what I was aiming to do. I might still do it at some point, but... Um, uh yeah and so i enjoyed it all um i think with that track in particular um for me it went on a little bit too much longer than i actually liked but i liked all the little bits within it and it did feel you know i like that thing of it feels like a you know western it feels like epic Mm. and like you know opening out on a kind of horse trudging through the desert or something um (laughs) and like the kind of you know the imagery that my brain conjures up when i listen to it um yeah so why does it make your album top five album of the year do you think um i mean i agree with you on that track and actually a lot of these tracks are a bit too a bit too long um i was a bit disappointed with the album to be honest but it's still you know good enough significant enough to be somewhere near the top i'm a pretty big swans fan but coming off the back of the last three albums, um, you know, probably one of the best rock trilogies of the last 30 years, um, mm. you know, they consciously made a shift to try and do something different. And this actually, it feels like a um, kind of a step uh, back, really, to the sort of sounds they had in the late 90s. Right, which is still good, but it's this. It's this kind of like gothic uh, rock Americana kind of thing. But you know, it's very well done. I think um, I like the you know I like I like the. I mean, this is one of the shorter songs. Actually, there's some very long songs on here, but I I like that they get that breathing space to develop, and then the layering of uh, the instrumentation. It's all really nicely recorded mm-hmm. with the vocals. Um, and you know, like you said, it conjures up strong visuals. It's all very filmic and dramatic. The music, um, so just yeah, I mean, a bit disappointing coming off the back of like three amazing monolithic albums. Um, but this is still a pretty heavyweight contender, uh, in their catalogue. Cool, yeah, it's a good one. Um, okay, should we move so, on to my last one? Your numero uno. Numero uno. And it is, I don't really know again how to say this, Div. <laughs> <laughs> you blooming Div. Where's Your Christian Bale? Bloody Div. Exactly. Um, Your bugger. Div, we should say, is a British slang for someone who's thick, I'd, I'd say. Um, but it's D-I-I-V. I don't know how to say it. Um, Div. Div. Uh, the album's called Deceiver, and this is a song called Taker.
was really good. I yes, I really like that. It um, it sounded a little bit to me, you know, at first and actually well throughout, um, kind of like mid nineties grungy alternative rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was enough uh, innovation to make it sound fresh and modern. Um, yeah, I really like the vocal approach to the vocals. Those hushed sort of multi-tracked kind of, it was very soft. Um, the guitar tone really, it's really doing my head in. It really reminds me of a specific band, but I can't put my finger on it. My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of some kind of like, yeah, 90s alternative rock group, I think. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, but that as well, yeah, it was quite, it was a bit, a little bit, had a dreamy quality to it, didn't it? Yeah, it's very shoegazy, that's kind of their thing. Um, and the whole album is like that, but it all, um, well, not all of it, but like a lot of the songs have, they kind of like culminate near the end and it becomes like a bit epic, which gets a little bit much by the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'm just like, oh, it's just another shoegazy thing. But there's always something that I find quite compelling or something that um, just hooks me in. And yeah, just overall, this was, I suppose this was the album that I came back to the most. Yeah. Um, and that I enjoyed listening from beginning to end. Um, and it is very shoegazy and a bit samey. And this is why I like with uh, the album before, um, Jay uh, Som, um, that felt a little bit more interesting but this is just more like I'm walking to work or whatever. I would rather just stick this on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I thought that's why I was like, eh, kind of deserves to be my number one really. Um, but yeah, their old stuff is really good as well. Um, and it's worth, it's worth checking out. Uh, and it's a similar, similar kind of sound. Um, but yeah, if it's you if it's your thing, then yeah, enjoy yeah, I liked it. Um, yeah, definitely we'll go and check out some more of their stuff. Where are they from? Oh, don't know. I think, <laughs> I think just uh, just American band. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's worth, um, yes, if you like it, just have a little um, yeah, delve into their uh, back catalogue as well. Because uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, they're from Brooklyn, New York, yeah. So. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing your five favourite albums. Well, yes, and thank you for sharing yours as well. What a what a lovely 2019 um, nostalgia fest that was. What yeah. was what was your personal highlight, non music based of 2019? I can't remember what happened. I have literally That's no what... idea what I did that entire year. <laughs> <laughs> I had a job for most of it. I know that. Not all of it, but for a good portion of it. It's like three months ago. How can I be expected to remember? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think actually mine was after getting uh, made redundant at Disney. Um, So right at the beginning of the year. uh, Because as bad as that sound sounds and sounded at the time as well, it was um, finally getting out of... (laughs) Hammersmith <laughs> um, with some money under my belt and just being able to do something new. Um, but yeah, there was uh, that Christmas and New Year's. Um, but, you know, people might have been a bit like, if they're in my position, like, I know what we're going to do, but I was like, I am for real bitches. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Sea mouse. Um, yeah. What and, did I do? I had a good trip to Nepal back in uh, January yeah. of 2019. That was, a, that was a nice experience. God, you love it there, don't you? Oh, yeah. Can't again, get enough of it. Just got back a few weeks ago. <laughs> exactly. Can't Jaded get enough now. of it. Either. I was just like, over this. Got family out there, probably. Secret <laughs> family. <laughs> so, Dan, what were some uh, albums that didn't make it onto your list? Um, so, who else have I got here? I've got the other King Gizzards album, um, Hepatitis, little known band yeah. that I've been following a few for a few years. I think we've had them on the show previously. Yeah. Um, Mac DeMarco and Chastity Belt, two bands that I've enjoyed over the last few years, hmm. did albums, but they weren't they weren't as good as previous albums. I thought. I don't know. Chastity um, Belt did one. That's interesting. Yeah, seventy five dollar bill was quite an exciting new find for me. Um, I heard about them just after they played a show in London, so missed that. But um, quite strange mix of some sort of like American folk, ambient jazz, and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, interesting sound. That I really thought about putting that in my top five. Hmm. Um, Tom York, I enjoyed his album, but again, I think I've heard better stuff from him. Yeah. Um, I thought Kim Gordon's album was really surprising and very good. Did you hear that? Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> yeah. I like that, you know, at that point, you know, in her career, she's put out something that's so kind of unexpected, really. Mm. She could have put out a really safe kind of like just guitar album, you know? Yeah. She did. Um, Prin- have you heard of Princey Pleasure? Uh, I don't think so, no. Some kind of like vapor wavy thing. Um, I think you might quite like it. Yeah, it does sound up my street. Um, Shoo Shoo, I mentioned, really, mm-hmm. really extreme, harrowing album, quite difficult to listen to. Yeah. Uh, if you like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few look, look kind of like big ones that didn't creep in. Uh, yeah, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Yeah, I listened to some of that and I didn't particularly think it was that great yeah um i think i don't know i don't a lot of people who said it's like so emotionally affecting um i think it's an album maybe that you need to just like spend a lot of time with before those nuances maybe resonate with you and i just don't i don't know i don't have the patience to (laughs) dedicate that much time to it yeah um and then the other one was pixies who continue their sort of like slide down into the dirt with yeah. another sort of like okay-ish album but that sort of doesn't really live up to the expectations of the Pixies legacy. Yeah, it's weird. We were talking about this before the show. I mean, it's like the whole thing of Pixies came, did their thing, went away and then when they had their like, when they did their comeback, which is when I you know got to see them at Fee Festival, I think and um that was really cool. And it was like, okay, playing all the old stuff and here's a couple of new tracks or whatever. Okay, great. Then it was like, oh, we're still doing it? Okay, we're still making music. Okay, cool. And yeah, just with that album, I was like, yeah, you know, it's okay, it's more Pixie stuff, I guess. But it's like, this just doesn't feel, there's nothing like particularly amazing there or something where I'm like, wow, this is really, you know, this is cool. It's just like, okay, this is all like standard Pixies filler stuff it feels like and yeah, yeah a lot said, of this stuff it would make gone. 
It would make good Frank Black albums, but his he's put his solo stuff on ice and basically he's channeling all his material into the Pixies project and just sort of like pixying it up with the kind of, you know, arrangements that you would expect, the loud, quiet dynamic and the female backing vocal and all that kind of thing. So it's yeah. okay, but... Um, it's kind of ruined old Pixies stuff that we've kind of no, always before a little bit. Well, little Pixies, it's just like, yeah, like... But well, it, it hasn't. It hasn't happened. I think it's more like it's kind of put, making me question the older stuff. Where it's like, is it is it still good? Because this is just sounds exactly like that stuff, and <laughs> it doesn't feel fresh anymore. But then yeah. you know, the old stuff is better, and obviously it's more catchy or different or whatever. But yeah, I've just not heard anything from them where I've been like, you know, wow. That's the weirdness cool. and the bite isn't there, you know. That's, exactly. That's the thing, yeah. I think. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Beck put out another a really bad album. It's awful. And uh, Panda Bear, unfortunately, as well. Oh, okay. You know, Didn't so innovative in the past. And, uh, it's an okay album, but you know, I, I really liked Panda Bear versus Grim Reaper, and obviously like Person Pitch and all that. So it was just a bit, a bit odd. Like yeah, I didn't hear it. Water-themed concept album. <laughs> okay. Um, Rich Keeble, a friend of ours, has released an album this year, by the way, um, yeah. which is him eating a curry. <laughs> well, if only he'd snuck that into 2019, maybe it would have appeared on holiday. <laughs> exactly. What, what about his Taking a Bath album? When was yeah. that released? Yep, yep. That was about two years ago now. So this is a, this is a sequel to that, essentially. And it's him... <laughs> unpacking the curry, eating it, and throwing it away. And I think it's literally called Rich Keeble Eating a Curry. <laughs> Which is it? good. No, <laughs> I should do. I think you can only get it on um, tape, and he's done it in a mango chutney orange. <laughs> uh, my my telephone voice records, check it out. That sounds excellent. Bandcamp. Um, well, me and Rich released a static static thing as well, and... We also did a weird, at the same time when we recorded it, um, we also did some, I don't even know what it's called, like thrash metal where there are songs that are only like a second each. Did I show you this? No. No, it's um, it's noise. It's pure noise. Again, it's all noise, but um, I'll send you that, I'll send you that. Um, so your so you're, you're 2019 honourable mentions are all your own projects. No, no I'm just talking about, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd like to honourably mention myself. Um, <laughs> now, the other albums that didn't make it on uh, was Drala, Useless Coordinates, and I think you and me saw Drala. Yes, um, supporting someone Inc. or something. Yeah, it was I someone. And I remember thinking, "This is weird. This is a bit kooky, strange," and I like it. Um, and it's still a little bit of that, but it kind of grates on me after a while. Um, it's always like this is really interesting and then it's and then after a couple of listens I'm like I don't really want to listen to it like there's not like the interest is gone if that makes sense like mm. it's like it's like watching 1917 it's like well that's good the first time around but I want to see it again no probably not <laughs> right let's just leave it how it is um, yeah Tom York again uh, as well I agreed there's um, another band called John Times 2 I yeah, they've got an album called Out Here on the Fringes and that's quite, it's a bit punky, it's like fast, rocky stuff. Um, but 
there's some moments where I'm like, oh, this is good. But as an album, just like, I, mean, it's a, I don't really like it as an album. It's a bit too, by the end of it, you're like, it all kind of sounds the same after a while. Um, mm. uh, band I, I really liked actually was Chai. Um, and they've got an album called Punk. And huh. it's basically weird, um, uh, rocky. Um, it's a bit like, do you remember Go Team? Goating? Go Team, the Go Team. Oh, <laughs> um, I do, yes. Yeah, so it's like they were like a Brighton band and it was this kind of weird mishmash of different sounds and songs put together. And it's a bit like that. Hmm. And Go Team also had like what sounded like schoolgirls kind of like riffing over the top. Um, but Chai are like Japanese, it's a Japanese all female band, I think. So they've got this like, it's always like kind of Japanese pop fun to it against these like quite punky, loud, offensive kind of noises going on. Um, and it's really good. It's really good. It it sounds fun. Yeah. It was in my top five for a while, but, um, again, it was one of those things where like, it's a bit difficult to listen to as an album, um, because after a while their Japanese voices kind of get a bit annoying and, uh, it's quite loud and harsh and, um, yeah, there's only so much of that I can kind of take. What's it called again? Uh, it's called Punk, but then the band's called Chai, C-H-A-I. Um, I will have a look at that. Yeah, have a listen. I think they've got, uh, I think a good song to start with is, I think it's like track seven. It's called like, This Is Chai or something weird. Um, Great album cover. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. So yeah, it kind of plays into that Japanese pop um, culture thing. It's good. Cool. I'm um, like Yeah, a couple more. Um, Floating Points album, Crush. It's a bit electro, chill pop um, kind of stuff. It's quite nice to listen to, a bit ambient, I suppose. Um, and then a band called Black Midi. Have you heard of these guys? No. They've got an album called Schlangenheim. And I hate the guy's voice. But I really like some bits of the songs. So not necessarily all the songs, Um, but they do, the songs change. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on. And some of it, I'm like, this would be wicked to watch live. And then some of it, I'm like, this is fucking shit and I hate it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, two two more. Kate Le Bon, uh, she's got an album called Reward. It's solo kind of songwriter stuff but it's a little bit strange um and i don't think it's particularly that good but it just interested me slightly um and i think there's a thing where like and this has been happening for quite a while now um and especially when you get under the surface of a lot of like american bands and american music where it all just kind of sounds the same and i know that's you know it's kind of simplifying everything a little bit, but there's a lot of bands now with female singers, which is great. The problem is, is that it's very rare to hear like a unique female voice. They all sound like super sweet, if you know what I mean, or like they're, they're real singers, proper singing. And that's why when I hear a female voice, I'm like, that sounds a bit weird and I love it. Um, I kind of hang on to it for a bit. And that's a kind of a little bit what Kate Le Bon is a little bit like. Um, so unique voice, shit music. Yeah. I don't know, it's not shit. It's just not, <laughs> it's not great. Um, in my opinion, I know some of it's right. Otherwise I wouldn't have put it given an honorable mention. And the last one is, uh, weirdly we talk about Kim Gordon, is Thurston Moore Spirit Council. 
um, yeah. which is like three songs. They're about an hour long. And it's something that I could imagine myself doing, which is just like, I'm just going to jam out some weird stuff for like three hours and it's an album. There you go. Uh, that's basically what he's done. So there's not really any singing or songs or anything. It's just three hours kind of of like guitar noise and drums and experimenting and stuff like that. Um, huh. I would be hard pushed to recommend it because it's, you know, tough. It's a tough listen in the sense of it's three one hour tracks. But um, yeah, I would say if that Sonic Youth sound is, you know, you still like that and Kim Gordon's album is a bit too weird then yeah, maybe check out Thurston Moore Spirit Council. Cool. Well, that was it. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And as always, you can go to newwinter.com, Instagram at a newwinter, Twitter at newwinter, email us at newwinterpodcast at gmail.com. Dan, where can people bump into you? Come on Instagram and look for Dreadful Discs. Yes, and keep subscribing, liking, following. Um, give us a mention on uh you know itunes or whatever apple Podcasts, as it's called now if you like the show that's always good because that brings in more people um if you want to hear more you can go to patreon.com slash new winter and i've got some kind of exclusive stuff up on there which is just basically me talking at you for an hour which you know everyone loves dan can't get enough of it so um <laughs> thanks everyone for listening and see you on the next one ciao Culture. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.